a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Donnie Burnett. Um, good morning to you, Donnie. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. And yourself? Very well, thanks. All right, Mr. Experience is out on the 22nd of May. Uh, first off, though, how's lockdown going for you where you are? Um, it's, it's, you know, it's fine making the most of it. I'm actually um, practicing. I got given a drum kit by my brother, who's my drummer, and so I've been practicing drums all morning and pissing off my neighbors, but that's cool. But um, busting to get back and play live concerts, that's for sure. <laughs> mm. Uh, is he is he trying to get out of the band or something? Like, can you play no, the drums from now on? No, or we, uh, I used to play drums when I lived with him for years, and I haven't played drums for ages. And I've been wanting to record some. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got about eight drum kits, and I've got about twelve bass guitars. So yeah, we did a bit of a um, swap. Like he's mining my childhood bass, and I'm mining some drum kit of his. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Do you still play the stand-up bass? That's kind of you know because there's kind of a Kiwi connection there with you and the stand-up bass. I do, yeah, not as much as I used to, but um, it's sitting in my studio in the corner, kind of looking at me. Um, mm. But uh, I actually don't have enough room to unpack it now, so <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll stay there for a while. Because of course you played with um, one of New Zealand's finest jazz exports, yes. I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, that's right, that's right, and his trio on a couple of uh, projects. I yeah. guess you were a student of his, were you? That's correct, yes. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, now, how many Australians, if I, say I put out a new census uh, yeah. in Australia, how many Australians um, would have grown up uh, with an Italo disco accordionist or whatever it is uh, for a father? You, you think you'd be the only one other than your brother? Uh, most likely. There's a few. Oh, no, 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 no. What am I talking about? There's a few guys around. There's a few uh, kind of keyboard jazz piano players that... Um, that they've got the Italian connection in there. Now, uh, Mr. Experience, real human, alter ego, or figment of your imagination? That's all of the above, I guess. I mean, you know, we all have a... Uh, when you, when you, I guess when you're taking on a stage or performing or making art, you've got to kind of... Um, I wouldn't say take on a persona, but you've got to, you know, get yourself um, get yourself out there. And, uh, you know, Donnie's a, bit of, Donnie's a bit of me. I'm... I'm all the bad things I'm not, all the good things I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you do need like a little bit of ego and ego can be alter ego or ego to be a performer. So you, you do have to channel a bit of that, um, you know, when you approach performing or recording or, you know, creating something. Yeah. Did, do you know, do you ever have that point where you're in it so deep and then when you come out, it's kind of like, I can't believe you did that. Or are um, you fully aware of everything at the time? Tame. I'm I'm pretty tame and timid, so it never gets out of never gets out of um out of control as much. I mean, I'm not as adventurous as say, you know, my fellow Australian counterpart, Mr. Kieran J. Callaghan. Yes. Um, I've never lost I've never lost my pants, put it that way. Uh, <laughs> he he, t- he tends to lose them quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. This record um, came with, I guess, expectation, um, like you've never experienced before. Uh, and and with that, I guess, uh, came some time pressures as well. Uh, so how was it making this record this time around with the success that you, you'd had? You know, did you embrace that challenge or was there difficulty in it? Uh, it's a bit of both. Um, I kind of had three out, two or three albums before to practice before the dawn. Um, and that's they're not all the same, but, you know, obviously you've got like you refine your, your craft over the years. And um, The Dawn, I, I spent a lot of time on The Dawn and I was really proud of it, but I thought that would be my last album. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, 
if this is it, I'm happy to go out on this on this note. The whole European and later on the American thing was um, kind of caught me back a bit. Like I I liked what I did, and, but I didn't think lots of people would like it. So then you give you it's kind of a benchmark um, that you've got to rise above. Um, so, and then I was touring so much, and you kind of like momentum is one of those things, which is probably at the moment the uh, coronavirus is the momentum killer for everyone. That's released <laughs> yes. the but um, momentum's a funny thing. You've kind of got to ride. You've got to take what comes to you. But then, so I, it was less ideal to have the time that I would have wanted to have to sit down and, and write it. And um, I kind of got to some points where initially when I started writing, I, I'd had that immediate success in Europe from the first tour and started thinking what would work well on those big European festivals or, you know, what a Dutch audience is like, what a German audience is like, you know. And I wrote this bunch of stuff and, after a while, I showed it to someone and it just absolutely stunk. And, I, and they were like, man, this is like not very strong. And, and I was like, yeah, you know. So I later, I'd written, I'd written Girl of My Dreams and one other, uh, and um, what's it called? You Don't Need Love, which didn't mm-hmm. have any And that were the only two that I was happy out of about 15 I'd written. Yeah. So I basically got to start again in 2019. And, um, it wasn't until the after in around August after the, this huge tour of Europe in July that I had to really get stuck in and kind of um, the pressure was on a bit. And the, the the good thing, the advantage of writing all the stuff before it was shit was that I'd gotten all the shit out of the way. <laughs> I think that's all. Yeah. That's always like a process of elimination seemed to work for me. Um, you write everything, and usually like at the beginning of the writing, you're continuing on from where you last left. So you've got to kind of get that out of the way, and then yeah. you're like, "Why well, do I write that? I've already got that song written, or you know, there's already a version of that." And then the next, um, I give myself this really strict guideline, which is like, "Would I listen to this? Um, would I enjoy hearing this? Would I enjoy performing it?" And so, if there's a little slight moment of hesitation, you just you have to kind of ditch it, and you might revisit it later. But from August on, I, I re- I'd kind of gotten rid of all the crap. I was, I, you know, I'd, I'd, it was like I had food, musical food poisoning. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I had to be really careful. I would not be really careful, but I was just really focused on what I wanted to do. And even to, the, to about three weeks before I booked in mixing, because I booked in mixing before I'd finished the album, because I just had this huge um, pressure of time when the engineer I wanted to work with would be available, when the record label wanted the record by, when I was touring next. So there was this huge pressure. And... Um, yeah, about three weeks before, I still had two or three songs to go, and Shit. I was stuck on um, Negroni Summer. I was I really liked the the, mu- the instrumental I'd written for it. Yeah, because I usually write instrumentals first and then lyrics later. And uh, it kind of I spent three days workshopping it. It went through so many different song titles and, and vibes, and I finally I got I got this song came out, and it was kind of written with a friend in mind who's. Um, I've known for a long time, and you know, we talk about we joke about Japanese salarymen and you know how they uh, have a holiday. And I just thought of my friend kind of having a holiday from being a lawyer and sitting on the beach listening to Steely Dan, and I was like, that's perfect. So that, then that <laughs> song came out, and then two other songs came out straight away. And before I knew it, I had the ten songs I wanted. So, and I was really happy. Like I, I was a bit um, scared to show it to, uh, but some kind of really good friends that are like the, the bullshit detectors, like nothing gets by them. And I showed it to them. I took a lot of, I was, I always hate going, Oh, here's what I've done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, tell me, and I thought I'd blown it. And they're like, man, this is like really good. This is the best thing you've done. So it was really encouraging to hear that from some, some friends that I really trusted that, that are also great musicians. Um, 
So yeah, I'm really, I'm just, I was actually just practicing to it then, um, and uh, I was like, oh, it's, it's still holding up. Like I'm still excited about it coming out, which is great. Yeah, and I, well, I guess this this time around, because we've talked about Corona, um, you know, you're going to have to keep the excitement up a little bit because you're not going to be yeah. able to play it out live for a long time. Yeah, yeah, maybe New Zealand first. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the yeah. first international, depending how depending how um, expensive flights are going to be now. That's one thing I'm kind of really uh, dreading. Like, there's the excitement borders may open, you know, in six months or something, but then it's yeah. like everybody's going to want to make their profits back. So, <laughs> yeah, right. but, no, it's. I've been doing uh, these little weekly weekly uh, live stream concerts called the D Zone, where I'm just um, just. I think at the moment it's important to stay connected um, with your fan base. So I'm keeping up the trying to keep up the, the excitement there, but it's also pretty. Um, you know, I won't lie. It's 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 quite. Uh, it seems everything's like a long way off, and you, you don't. It seems like things won't happen again. So yeah. I can't at the moment. I can't see like. I'd love to go and play, but I'm like, how's it going to happen? Like, going to the shops at the moment, people are still freaking out. So, it's going to be a long road, uh, and there's going to be a flood of albums coming out next year as well and tours. So, it's kind of, I figure if you put the work in now, you'll kind of still you'll capture and keep the attention of your fan base, and you know, um, hopefully that we'll all meet together when we can and and play this album and have fun. Oh, you've released two singles so far. We kind of talked about them: a "Girl of My Dreams" and "Second Dinner." Second dinner yeah. yeah. Um, what goes into picking singles for you? Like, I mean, how how do you do it? Um, personally, I try and think of. There's usually a song which is like a bridging song between the old, the last album and the new album. And so, mm-hmm. um, like, so for the last album, for the Don, it was "Working Out," which seemed to be the bridging single from my old material to this one. Yeah, and I felt like "Second Dinner" was um, probably in. I guess in topic, context, and probably vibe, it was more like the Don than any than any other songs. And it's a pretty fun song, and it's kind of like I always think of the first song off, first cab off the rank for a new album is like think of it like a cheeseburger, but it's like the last album you made really good burgers, and the first album's a cheeseburger, but it's got like a slice of bacon on it. So it's like yeah. everyone likes cheeseburgers, but it's got bacon on it. And it's like that's that kind of brings you back in. And then the second single is like you know you kind of Japanese Japanese influenced burger with you know prawn uh, umami burger or something um <laughs> so but no i think girl of my dreams was that was definitely a single we wanted to pick it's just i think it's so catchy and it's a really nice song and kind of uh i had one of the the thoughts i had from the last album to this album was like trying like not making every song kind of pumping you know 120 bpm this one was a bit slower and like a bit you know a bit more mature, a bit more, you know, pardon the pun, but a bit more experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and they were ones, you know, I also run by manager, my friends, and just get a little bit of a survey, who likes what, um, you know, which ones will, which ones will kind of be earworms for people when they hear them on the radio or streaming or whatever, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, thank you so much for the for the chat. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us, and um, hopefully we'll see you in Aotearoa, New Zealand, as soon as the flight's uh, up and running again. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Cheers, man. Come on. Okay. Catch you later. Right. Is this all good? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You can edit out all that shit in the middle about the.
That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.